The former president of the United States announcing that he is going to run for president again. Third time. Third time's a charm. Not sure on that. But nonetheless, Donald Trump throwing his hat in the ring really early. Like really, really early. I don't know if this has ever actually happened before. That somebody has declared their candidacy so early on. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. I am Trish Regan. This is the Trish Regan Show. And today we have a lot to discuss. Portions of today's program are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in something like precious metals for the long haul than now. So go to LegacyPMInvestments.com for more. We'll talk about it a little bit later on. LegacyPMInvestments.com for more. Okay, he's in. He's in. He made that very clear last night, and he's in before anybody else can possibly ever get in. You see, part of this is designed to <clears throat> have some sharp elbows for the likes of Ron DeSantis or Glenn Youngkin or anybody else who might be eyeing a spot. What's interesting is that this, this is not normally what happens. Normally, you don't do this because there's a risk of what they call in show business overexposure. And sometimes... When the public feels overexposed to a certain candidate or a certain personality, they tire of that candidate or that personality and they grow fatigued and they're not as interested in that personality as a result. You know, I I explained a little bit of this in yesterday's show, the fact that he had such an enormous appeal when he came on the scene in 2015, sort of out of nowhere. I mean, yeah, he was a big deal on The Apprentice and all that and had had a, a big career in business, but all of a sudden it was like, Somebody is speaking some sense. Somebody has some common sense. Somebody has some expertise outside of the political arena, and that is relevant. And I think that's a big part of why he defeated Hillary Clinton in 2016. Hillary Clinton, who was seen as that establishment political class. But the more somebody's out there in the political arena, the more they risk the reality of fatigue. And so the question now becomes, can he somehow energize people. And I'm not just talking about the base. I I think the base is fully energized and that's important and that's good. But in order to win elections, you need to have people that are not just the base. More on that in just a moment. But before we do, we're watching a market that continues to be a little bit volatile. There's a lot of fear, of course, about the Bitcoin situation. And you get a big firm in the Bitcoin arena sort of blowing up and that's causing a lot of concerns. I've spoken with a lot of people over the years that fear that Bitcoin had gotten too big and that there was too much capital involved in that and also too much risk involved in that. And the fear was, could this potentially take down the whole system? I don't necessarily think that though. I think you got plenty of other things out there, by the way, that could take down the whole system, including this mass inflation and the higher interest rates that have to come thanks to what the Federal Reserve is doing in order to curb all this inflation. But don't forget, in, in an environment where there was so much capital chasing so few assets, things like cryptocurrencies became increasingly important. Now, I will say this, I'm a fan of the idea of it because I don't love the Federal Reserve. You know I don't love the Federal Reserve. And I like the idea of having something that's sort of separate and something different. I don't know is ultimately this is is what's going to work. And by this, I mean Bitcoin. I mean, again, I like the technology. I like what's going on. I think there are going to be places for this long term. Just this particular, this particular asset has been a challenge. It's one of the reasons why actually I still keep going back to gold because it's the one thing that's been proven over and over and over again as the asset that retains its value over time. Now, again, like anything, it's volatile and you have to be careful and things go up and things go down. But if you look at sort of historically what has happened, gold has really been able to hold its value over over centuries, 
I mean, not just centuries, we're talking thousands of years. Right now, pricing at it around 1776 an ounce. I think it's worth looking at if you're if you're hoping to protect the value of your portfolio, the value of your dollars, and you're a long-term investor, you should give my friends over at Legacy Precious Metals a call. That would be LegacyPMInvestments.com where you can get your free investing guide, free guide to download, or you can call them at one 589 560 Charles Thorngren, he runs the team over there. Wonderful, wonderful guy. Actually, he's going to be back on with me later this month. So you should make sure to go to Legacy Precious Metals, LegacyPMInvestments.com to sign up for that private conversation. Or you can go to my website, TrishIntel.com. You will be guaranteed an invitation. Again, TrishIntel.com. It's free for fans of this program. And we have actually a little discussion, all of us together, one-on-one. Charles will be joining. We'll have some other special guests and we can talk about the challenges, the economic challenges that we're really facing right now, which are pretty severe. But back to the political challenges, because those are also pretty severe. And I say that only because we're now in a situation where I do not know if the Republicans are going to be able to pull this off in 2024. You see that they had a very treacherous time in 2022, and you can spin that however you want to spin it. But the reality is this. There's a fatigue factor. There is an overexposure factor that I fear is going on. And so consequently, voters are like, wait a second, been there, done that, seen that. And maybe they're thinking to themselves, it didn't work out so well, because guess what? We wound up in a nationwide shutdown, which never should have happened. I'm not disputing the challenges, the real health challenges that we had, but I will dispute the reaction we had to it, which I think was far too severe and too draconian and ultimately cost us a lot and is the reason why we're dealing with the inflation we now see. And so I, I think that fatigue, the fatigue that is coming from the middle, not from the base. Again, the base, I get it. The base feels like Donald Trump is the savior. And by the way, let me just say this on behalf of him and his team. They, they put in some wonderful, wonderful policies that made all the sense in the world. And would still make all the sense in the world. It's just that now you get a track record like any other politician, right? Remember Ross Perot? Remember him, right? The independent that ran who got up there with a a, a tablet and a marker. And he said, this is what we need to do. And everybody said, oh, gosh, darn, yeah. You know, that makes sense. And this is somebody who comes from the world of business and gets it. We need people that get it. Donald Trump had that same sort of je ne sais quoi about him. The problem is, it's been a few years since then, right? I mean, we're going all the way back to 2016, and it's been a few years, and a lot has happened. And unfortunately, if you've been part of the political establishment in any way, you're tarred with that political establishment. And so what do we have that's new? I ask you this, because in some ways, it feels like we need a new party, a new party, by the way, not just for Republicans, but for Democrats as well. I worry that if you got the Ross Perot of today or the Donald Trump of 2016 and they came on the scene, what would happen to that candidate if they were not the establishment candidate? They'd have a really hard time, right? Like, just let's play it out for a second. If you had anybody else, call it Ross Perot, that came out and ran as an independent against, say, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, all it does is split the vote, primarily, I would guess, among the Republican side. But what if you actually had another candidate? I don't know. Maybe Gavin Newsom that could run as a Democrat or as an independent Democrat. What if we had an independent Democrat, an independent Republican? I mean, I'm just hypothesizing here because I want answers and I want solutions and I want opportunities for good things to happen. 
And I think in this two-party system where the base on either side has all the power, conservatives are running into obstacles as they try to get to the finish line. Again, overexposure. Like I said, in television, in Hollywood, it's the same sort of thing. You want to be very careful not to overexpose your star, right? Because if they're on every single show, suddenly they're just not as exciting. You don't need to tune in at whatever time to see them anymore. This is like television 101. They need a little television 101 there, I think, in the Republican Party. By the way, Joe Biden did this quite well. Remember? He was like never seen. It was like a rare, rare thing. If you get Joe Biden out of the basement to come and do a television appearance, that was a big deal. And his team did that in some ways, I suppose, to protect him because let's face it, he's Joe Biden and he doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense most of the time if he's awake. <laughs> and so consequently, if you're managing him, you go, okay, let, let's keep him down under, right? Let, let's not have him out and about too much. The flip side of that is when the candidate is out and about too much, as now Donald Trump will be, do people grow tired of it all? Real questions, real things we need to face. Right, Fluffy? <laughs> so Fluffy's nearby me today. Again, if you haven't met Fluffy, you got to go onto my YouTube channel or to Rumble, of course, and check that out, Trish Regan channel, because Fluffy is my dog, my Maltese dog, my strong, big Maltese, <laughs> little Fluffy. Anyway, he's a wonderful dog. I love him so much, and I'm so proud to tell you about a wonderful, wonderful supplement that I found for Fluffy that has just helped him be even stronger, even better, even fluffier, if there could be such a thing. Anyway, it's called Rough Greens. It was created by a friend of mine who's a an army veteran, and he believes passionately in everybody being as healthy as they can be, including dogs being as healthy as they can be. And there's all kinds of important important digestive enzymes that you need for that, antioxidants, essential vitamins, minerals, all these things. So naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black created rough greens, get it, right? So that there was an alternative to what he would tell you is dead food that is on the grocery store shelves for dogs to make it alive, to make it healthy, to make it good for our furried friends that we love so much. And so I'm, I'm thrilled to tell you about this wonderful supplement. You should check it out. In fact, Dr. Black has a special deal right now for friends of mine and friends of this program where you can get a month's supply of this wonderful rough green supplement for no cost at all. Uh, you, you pay for shipping, that's it. But go to roughgreens.com. Again, rough, R-U-F-F, greens.com. And get your free sample today. I'm pretty sure you're going to love it. I'm pretty sure Fluffy will know that your dog loves it. It really helps, especially if you have fussy eaters, to make the food taste good. And the great thing as an owner is you know that your dog is getting all the things that he or she needs. I, I wish there was such an easy prescription, if you would, for our country. I wish that there was a way to find a way to get all the things that we need as a nation. We've grown so divided and that division, I fear, will grow even further. You look at what's going on overseas right now, a lot of conflicting information. It seems as though this was all a mistake. Nobody meant to send this arsenal into Poland from Russia. They wound up killing two people. That is an important distinction only because we don't want to find ourselves on the verge of World War II. But now NATO has come out and said, you know what, that missile on Poland was actually just a Ukrainian stray. Oh, what do you know? Thank goodness, right? I mean, look, a lot of this is just happening in real time, and we'll learn more information after the fact. But I think we can all agree, nobody wants to be in World War III. For sure, no one wants 
that. Things are bad enough as they are. So let's take heart in this explanation for a couple of minutes anyway. Until tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. It's so good to have you here. Make sure you go to trishintel.com to sign up for my newsletter, trishintel.com. And I will see you back here on the show tomorrow.